Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Okay, Farron, how much do you love ruling some assorted area of Europe? Well, you know, despite several attempts, I failed to manage it, but uh, I like the idea of ruling medieval Europe. My first degree was ancient and medieval history, after all. Okay, what would you say to uh, becoming immortal, being insane, and believing that all your courtiers are horses, and becoming a Viking lord and rampaging across Scandinavia? I could do that. Crusader Kings 2 was originally released on February 14th, 2012 of Valentine's Day, baby. This was developed and published by Paradox Interactive because, of course, it's a grand st- yeah. uh, strategy game, so it has to be published by Paradox. And you can currently find it on Windows, Mac, and Linux. So one of the big draws for uh, Crusader Kings 2 right now is the fact that it is entirely free to play. You can go ahead, go on to Steam, download this game, and go to town. You do not need to pay for any DLC to have a perfectly functioning version of this game. But now they have like a subscription service of some sort, don't they? Where you can subscribe to like all six zillion DLCs? Yeah, that sounds about right. Because <laughs> they, they tried to sell me on this when I loaded the game. You can subscribe and have access to all of them. Because it's got like, was it 20 or 30 DLCs to it? Oh god, yeah. Like it's it's got audio files for specific groups in like uh, the Middle, Middle East where you get different audio files and different unit textures and different mm-hmm. whatever for like every nationality. Across. Yeah, but they also have like different parts of the world, don't they? Like they have India and, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, you can get India, you can get uh, a large portion of China. I don't think you mm-hmm. can get much of North Africa, but okay. anyways, the no, you can get North Africa. Yeah. The, the point of the matter is there's a lot of DLC, but none of it is necessary to play the game except Mm -hmm. for the ruler designer that is entirely necessary so you can give your guy the best beard you can find (laughs) (laughs) so as as i kind of alluded to earlier this game it it appears very straight-faced on the surface but very 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 quickly can go off the rails with just random events you can have your leader become immortal And the only way that he's going to die is on the field of combat. You can go insane and start believing that everybody around you is a horse or a polar bear or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have so many strange and insane things happen. You can uh, join uh, a Satanist cult and you can start worshipping Satan and converting (laughs) all of your courtiers to this this cult. And then suddenly, oh, look, the Vatican wants to have a word with me. (laughs) You you think? Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, so it starts off, you're a ruler, you pick your time period that you want to start in, which, I mean, I think you've got three that you can select from mm-hmm. with the vanilla game, and then there's more that you can get as DLC. All medieval, all medieval, yeah. Yes, yeah, all, all medieval is going back as early as, like, 800, I want to say, maybe yeah. even earlier than that, 500 maybe? Anyways, um, and you pick your ruler, you start ruling, and then your goal is to effectively create a dynasty, have children, 
build your kingdom, don't let it get divided, and continue handing this down from generation to generation as you pillage and conquer the rest of the world through various means. The choice is yours. But uh, let's let's talk about your experience with the game. What did you do at Crusader Kings 2 besides get angry at the interface and has struggled to put units on a boat or something like that? Oh, you knew that was coming, did you? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because is this guy, this game has everything I could want in it. Like I said, my first degree is ancient and medieval history. This is medieval history. Mm-hmm. You know, they're providing you with an accurate map of Europe with all the right regions. And, you know, you create dynasties and you build, you know, you, you build up your kingdom and you expand it and, you know, all this cool stuff. And it's a 4X game, sort of. But I mean, it's like civilization, but it's actual Europe. It's got everything you'd think I'd love. And this game, I think, set a record for how quickly can Farron bounce off a game. <laughs> I loaded this game up, and five minutes in, I hated this game. Mm-hmm. Not only did I hate it, I really hated it. I took Crusader Kings 3 off my wish list on Steam. I, <laughs> Oh my god, I hated this game. Because it popped up, and there was so much information in front of me. I took one look at the screen and I thought there are so many numbers on here there is so much data here I don't know what to do and by the way I was doing the tutorials the tutorial scenario I looked around I had no freaking clue it took me 10 minutes to figure out how to you know unpause the game (laughs) this game is designed for grog darts you know that sort of ridiculously detailed strategy player who wants to decide how many bullets go in the magazine sort of thing. Like, it's just insane. And the more I play this game, the more I hate it. Despite the fact that everything about this game sounds so cool. There's another podcast called Three Moves Ahead. They do strategy games. And they were talking about Crusader Kings 3. And some of the stories that came out of the game made me really excited when you put Crusader Kings 2 on this list. I own this game. I bought this game at some point. I just, you know, it's it's from my library of abject humiliation. I'd never played it. I was really pumped. This was the first of the of the eight games we're recording today. This is the first one I played because I thought, this is the one I'm going to play the most. I really want to get into it. And by the half hour mark, not only do I not like this game, I would like to beat up the developers. I just, <laughs> this is so not my game, Adam. Oh my God. I am... Uh, I'm not entirely surprised. I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised because I, I thought that maybe the medieval history would, would rope you in and would keep you willing to play. But I 1 million and 10% understand why you hate it because it's like the game hates you with how much information it throws at your face. Yeah, I, I kept thinking that, I just kept envisioning at some point there'd be a pop-up window with a picture of the developers all giving me the finger. Like, it was brutal! I, the interface was, like, I, I'm sure if I if I really dug in and I really dedicated my time, I, this interface would be no problem for me. Mm-hmm. But there's just, this is the problem with Paradox, is that they make these brilliant games but they don't know how to make interfaces to save their lives. My God. Yeah, this is this is a game that demands that you learn the way that its interface works because it's got its whole own thing. Like you've got, I want to say like 12 different views of the map that you can oh, take, whether you yeah. want to view uh, de facto kingdoms, de jure kingdoms, uh, religion, poverty, uh, food scarcity, like all of those different layers mm-hmm. that you can put onto it. And then just trying to 
send out troops to fight somewhere is is a challenge and negotiating how you get through all of your advisors is that takes a while to learn yeah truth be told i've, I've had this game for years and years and years and i've played it many times um but it wasn't until i sat down and i went to youtube and found like okay how to play crusader kings 2 and found a good tutorial that talks you through like the first two hours of the game and explains absolutely everything you're looking at uh and that was when i was finally able to go okay i understand everything now there's a lot of information here but at least i can kind of parse everything yeah it's you know it's funny when we did emperor of the fading suns we talked about how complex it was and how much is going on but the interface was better it presented information better that's what's here there's just it's information overload it's here's everything mm -hmm. and i can't help but think that what they lack is a a proper tutorial that slowly adds things to the screen and maybe crusader kings 3 has that i don't know but i'm never going to find out now let me tell you um, well, it, it doesn't go that in detail, but the tutorial for Crusader Kings 3 is infinitely better than the tutorial for Crusader Kings 2. Oh, you have that one? Yes, I, I wound up uh, paying for a month of Discord Nitro, and so that gave me three free months of Xbox uh, Game Pass, and it's oh. on there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I just remember hearing the story. Uh, I, read it, I think I read it in the PC Gamer website, where some guy bought Crusader Kings 3, and he was determined to eat the Pope. <laughs> and and so he created like a cannibalism cult and then captured the Vatican and ate the Pope. And 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 like I said, I was listening to the Crusader Kings 3 episode for Three Moves Ahead, which is a magnificent podcast, if you like strategy games. And they, you know, they, they talk about all these stories and that's what they were. They weren't, well, I, I built up my food stores here and moved this army there. No, they were telling these amazing dynastic stories. And it was fascinating. And I kept thinking, I want into this game. But the level of entry, the, the, the cost of entry is just, it's overwhelming, and I ain't ever going back, Adam. You yeah. can't make me. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's perfectly fair. Like, it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's aged. There's, there's a lot of things where if you don't know what you're doing when you first start out, then you're just hooped for yeah. the next however long until you stop and, and ask the community, hey, how do I start this? Because 99 times out of 100, when somebody is new to Crusader Kings 2 and they go onto a forum asking what they should do to learn this game, first thing they get told is go start in Ireland. Pick pick a, pick a the Lord of Munster and go start in Ireland and just yeah. chill there and learn how to become the king of Ireland and then take that out from there to a larger thing. Um, and that's how you get sort of the basics down because your your threats in Ireland, little Emerald Isle, are, are relatively limited. Uh, as long as you don't go to war, most people aren't going to go to war with you. Occasionally the Vikings come and do Viking things to you. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's like I said earlier, there's, there's so much this game, it gets just absurd and goofy and it really is a storytelling experience we're we're eventually going to do a game uh, called RimWorld, and it brands itself not as a game but as a storytelling generator okay. uh, and that's kind of how i think of crusader kings 2 as well that this is a way to tell stories this is a great way for you to generate an alternate history story of europe about how uh, the Holy Roman Emperor Empire fell, and France became the dominant superpower across all of Europe and China and North Africa. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. So I said, for a minute, <laughs> I thought you were talking about actual history. Like, did I, did I sleep through a class? I, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, I look at this game and I think if you're into like deep strategy and if this interests you, uh, if you're a grognard, especially, you're already playing this game, let's be honest. But, yeah. you know, give it a shot. But I, for whatever reason, despite the fact that I love Emperor of the Fading Suns, that I loved, you know, I, I loved uh, Sins of a Solar Empire, games like this. For whatever reason, well, I know what it is. It's the interface. It was too much too fast. And I just went, wait, what? Hang on. You know, and I hate games that make me, that, that put me into information overload. Yeah. It's like 20 people trying to talk to you at once. Yeah. And that's what did it for me. But yeah, if this, if you're a grognard, this game's for you. Yeah, 100%. It's granular. It's detailed as hell. It's everything from choosing what your children study as they grow up to influence their stats in the future to who you want to be a rival with what plots you want to join what plots are against you what you want to specialize in who you're going to sleep with be that your wife or the 16 other people that are in your court that are also trying to sleep with you uh it's it's ridiculous and over the top and i love it even though it beats me over the head every time i play it Nothing wrong with losing a game. I've lost plenty. I've, I have plenty of games where I lose all the time, but as long as oh, you have yeah. fun doing it, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Look at XCOM. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that about sums it up. So you're you're not getting dragged back into this one kicking and screaming. Hell no. All right. And <laughs> I honestly, I don't know how much I'm going to continue to play Crusader Kings 2. Crusader Kings 3 is Crusader Kings 2, but better. So I'm oh. probably going to carry on with that game more so. Uh, I went with this one because it was free and we didn't have to pay for CK3. Yeah, but fair enough. I think that about covers it, so there it is. There it is. So, Adam, do you like platformers? I do like platformers. Do you like shooting things? I love shooting things in video games. Do you like shooting things while platforming? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Do you like dying quickly? Wait, what? Yeah. So we're talking about Contra, which is a Nintendo Entertainment System game. It was published and developed by Konami. came out in 88. Uh, I think it originally had been like a... Uh, an arcade game as well. I think there's actually like a, a stand-up cabin for it. That sounds and, great. Yeah, and you can get it. I mean, you can get it through the you know, Nintendo's Virtual Console. Steam actually has it along with Super C, which was the sequel, Contra Force, which is garbage, and I think the Super Nintendo version of it. It was a collection. I mean, I, I don't bother. I play it on an emulator, but it is available. It is still considered one of the hardest NES games out there. Yeah. This is a game for which the Konami code is almost a necessity for most players, which for the record is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. And I adore this game. Uh, you know, every New Year's Eve, I go on to my otherwise dead Twitch channel and I do <laughs> an NES marathon, which lasts until I get frustrated and or bored. But I always start with Contra. And so I, ha I play this game, say, two, three times a year. And I'm really good at it. 
I completed this game without the Konami code yesterday. So I didn't play for a full hour because I don't know how long this game takes to complete. Probably about half an hour, I'll say. If you're if you're very good. <laughs> if Yeah, if you're good at it. If not, this game is 30 seconds long. Uh, how far did you get in this game? Uh, I got most of the way through base one. Level two. Yes, which is which is level two. Um, <laughs> so awesome. I mean, like that was that was a probably a solid thirty minutes of just learning how to get through the first level mm-hmm. well enough, and then the next next thirty minutes were just kind of plowing away into into level two, which. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the level design of this yep. game in a bit, but mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah, it's, you know, Contra's kind of neat in Super C, the sequel, got rid of those two segments, by the way. They add a top-down section instead. But essentially, mm-hmm. you're running uh, left to right. There are, you know, you can jump up and down on platforms. You can drop down platforms by holding the down button and jump. You start off with just a simple gun, like it's just a little white bullet, but then you can get access to a laser. Uh, there's the machine gun. There's this... It's a, the the name of like on the power up. It says F. I don't know what the hell it is. I think it's fireball. And yeah. It's, it does these weird loop de loops, and then there, of course is the best one, which is the spread gun, and you know you just you, you apply. If it's not you, you kill it, uh, <laughs> and everyone's shooting at you. It's one bullet, and you're dead. There yeah. is no life here. There is no medical you know packs. There's you take one bullet, no matter what it is, and you're gone. You fall off the screen. You're gone. It's brutally hard. There's actually a, there's a great YouTube channel called Teens React. And okay. for one of them, they actually hooked... Uh, actually, it's funny because one of the actresses in it was uh, Maisie, whatever her name is. Who oh, played Maisie the, Williams. Yeah, who yeah. played uh, the psycho in... Um, Arya. Arya in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, this is, I think, before she got that gig. But mm-hmm. uh, they played this game, and I don't think any of them actually made it through the first level. And they were playing co-op. And it's even harder in co-op because if one person's really, really good and the other person's really, really not, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I embarrassingly lost a life in the first level, but like I said, I played the game without the Konami code and completed it. Again, it's left to right, and then the second one is a base, and then the fourth level also is a base where you're at the bottom of the screen and you're sort of heading down this corridor, but every time you get to a new section of the base... You can't go forward, and if you try, you hit this force field and you're stunned. And there's people moving left to right across from you, and you're shooting at it. You have to blow up this sensor, which blows up the wall. The force field goes down. You run a little bit longer, and you do it again. They're the toughest sections because the bullets are coming at you from any which way. All you can do is hit the deck to avoid them, but that's not a guarantee of protection because people are lobbing grenades at you. You know, and then the third level is a waterfall, so you're just going up and up and up and up and up, and then there's another base, and... Like, they get harder and harder until the very last level starts with you blowing the head off Red Falcon, which is this alien-looking thing, and it really does look like the Xenomorph. And then you spend the rest of the level in his guts, blowing out God knows what. He's, he's infested with something that looks a lot like the uh, the facehuggers, and then you end up by, blowing, by, sh- by shooting out his heart, actually. Yeah. And I did that with the base gun, so it took a while. Okay. Um, this game, I mean, it's like any NES game you're going to play of this sort. You have to know what's coming. So a lot of it is pattern recognition. Okay, I know what's going to happen here. And, you know, so it's, there's a lot of memorization. But this game is brutal. Yep. The fact that I can complete it is because when I owned this game, I bought this game when it came out or it was bought for me. I was a kid. I would come home from school every day and play it. That's what I would do to decompress after high school. 
So for a good year, every day I came home and played this game. Right. Until I died. So I got good at it. <laughs> but here's the thing. I graduated high school in 1993, so it's been a while. And yet this game still comes to me as naturally as it did back then. And it, because it's pattern recognition, because it's memorizing, okay, I know here there's a, a gun emplacement waiting for me, and I know how to beat this boss, and I remember where to stand. And I remember when I, when I uh, did it on Twitch one time, some guy's like, wow, how do you know exactly? Like, you're one pixel away from where those bullets are going to fly. It's like, yeah, dude, I've been playing this game for, you know, like 30-something years. I know exactly where everything is. Yeah. But this is a great game. Like, it's one of those the silver box Konami games that came out in 88, 89, and it's fabulous. So even though you didn't get far, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I recognize why this game is excellent. It is very it is very tight admittedly i had problems with the controls because i was using a third party usb nintendo 64 controller oh um, yeah uh but i mean hey uh, an n64 controller is functionally an nes controller when you hold it by the two exterior handles yeah kind of sort of um, yeah. <laughs> but the the d-pad i don't know it's loose in there somehow so anytime i tried to hold down it would just walk me forward and aim down yeah so it, it wasn't a really good controller for this one yeah, you, you definitely need to have good controller fidelity. So, I mean, I can't even be mad at that. Um, the the game handles really well outside of the, the controller issues. It still, I mean, it looks like an NES game, but that's mm -hmm. not it's not a knock against it. It looks like what it looks like, and it, it yeah. does a good job of portraying what you're seeing. Yeah, and it's funny because the two characters, you can play this uh, co-op, and it doesn't make the game any harder. I mean other than you're having to look after another player, but they don't add more enemies. The bullets don't come any faster. They don't take more to kill. It's the same game. Um, mm -hmm. But it's very clear that the first player is meant to look like Rambo and the second player is meant to look like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, just you, I mean, it's very clear. They even chose, my understanding is they actually chose the outlines from a Rambo poster and, and like Commando or some such thing okay. and then just redrew them. I think that's what those are. But, you know, it's uh, my understanding is that the story is different in the Japanese version, but whatever. This is a great game. You can get it. Like I said, you can get it on the Steam. You can get the Steam version of it. You play it with a gamepad. I'm using a an NES, a USB NES knockoff made by Retrolink. Uh, you can get those on Amazon or whatever, and they're they're really well made. And I have their I have their controllers for all the Nintendo systems. I got NES, SNES, N64, and GameCube. And you know, if you got a good controller, though, you could probably do this with a. I would say a, a DualShock 3 or 4 would probably pull it off, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you're playing this on the virtual console, like it's going to be four bucks or something like that, buy this. And if you like it, buy the sequel Super C, which is the same game, uh, just obviously with new levels, but it's like the same engine. And pretty much they just took the same engine and created new levels. But they got rid of the base one and two, which is you running down the corridor, and they changed it with a top-down shooter section, which, right. you know, whatever, fine. Uh, plenty of NES games are top-down shooters, and it, it's okay. But you know, they're—I love these games. The the sound effects are cool, and yeah, it's got that NES Konami aesthetic to it, so it looks really good. But it's hard as hell. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is a very strong challenge. But I I do want to bring up one point. So you said you mm -hmm. managed to get through this thing in about a half an hour. I think. That I'm, but even still, even if it's like 45 minutes, that's incredibly respectable because the speedrun world record for this game right now is sitting, I think it's around 14, low 14, high 13 minutes. Really? It's all about 
these these tiny little timings like mm -hmm. when you yeah. get to this point which which laser is firing and it's it's rng which one's firing first but but the yeah. fact that you're able to run through this in 30 minutes is a, a huge achievement well it's like i said it's something i've been playing for 30 something years so i'm pretty yeah. good at it but super yeah. c i think i've only ever completed once in my life i should go back and play that but contra just keeps pulling me back you know it's like the mob <laughs> you think you're out and he pulls you back in all right well i'm i think that that's fair enough we've all got games like that that we just get sucked back into over and over and over and again over again yeah. yeah so but yeah no i i got a kick out of this i recommend it like i said if, if you've got a a wii u or whatever i assume it's available on the switch pick this one up like this is one of the great nes games absolutely um, yeah so there it is there it is <laughs>